That's right. You're listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. The alternative underground dive bar fan podcast of the Seattle Mariners. Brought to you by OB City Entertainment. And now, the host of the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast, Myron Sutner. Hey, what up? This is Myron, and this is episode 14 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, a Mariners fan podcast, an alternative underground secret society back alley speakeasy dive bar style podcast like i said a fan podcast of the seattle mariners uh we are happy to have won our third series in a row at the time of this recording uh we did this recording again at the vault 177 in shoreline washington i happen to still be up here in seattle at the time of the recording and i'm actually doing this intro on my iphone because i just don't feel like breaking my equipment out and Sounding all sexy on my microphone right now. Uh, it's a pretty fun episode. Parmesan LeBron is back. Hanno and Edmonds made the trek over to Shoreline. And, of course, I got Chris Copacino back with me again. And a little special guest, my girlfriend, showed up to support and gave her a microphone. So she's got some fun stuff there at the end of the episode. The start of this episode is obviously the excitement over the uh, Mariners' third series win, which happened down in Arlington against the Rangers. Two, you know, come from behind wins in the ninth inning to take two of three, which again is the third series in a row. The Mariners are starting to slowly roll at the time of this recording. We're only three games out of the playoffs. I know I said on previous episodes I was not going to look at the standings and stuff like that. Well, too bad there was... And I tried and I did great, but there was just too many uh, spoilers out there, you know, on the radio, on the broadcast. So whatever, I looked. I broke, all right? Okay. But look, we're only three games out of a playoff spot right now, and we're inching back up. We're trending in the right way. Hopefully that helps out this podcast, you know? When you want to hear about Mariner stuff, you know where to turn. When you want that alternative underground, you know, you want you want the you want the word from the streets. That's right, you're in the right place here at the Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. And thanks again for liking, subscribing, um, sharing, keep doing that. Keep uh, interacting with us. Check us out on the socials. This is episode 14. I'm going to shut up and get out of the way so you can check out episode 14 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. What were you saying, to, what were you saying about Texas? I don't think, I just, I don't think of the them. team, the, the organization yeah, like, of the Texas Rangers. Yeah, I generally don't like the Angels. I really don't like the Astros. I've always hated the A's. And then with, you know, like Texas, I just, I'm just like, they just are. We usually kind of handle Texas unless they annoy me and like beat, <laughs> beat, beat us late with like a grand slam. Always late with a grand slam. They've been into like, they've been to World Series and stuff like that. Isn't that crazy? I think of it the same way. I always just think about like a lot of our guys that have like career games down at the old ballpark in Arlington. Yeah. But then I, you know, I'm also, yeah, like you said, we're going to play them a million times, right? And we're going to have to hear uh, Seeger stories a million <laughs> times over. I don't know if you guys heard. Did you guys hear about how Seeger turned down their offer to play on the Rangers? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't know about that. All right. I thought that was pretty crazy. They On two occasions, they tried to get him to come out of retirement. Right. According to Rick Riz. Just want to go home and be a dad, I guess. They were trying to lure him since his brother was playing with him. Yeah, and then they traded away their big, right, uh, was that, is it Kiner Kalefa or? Yeah, yeah. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. And then and then they went big in, in free agency. Yeah, they wanted uh, Seager to play next to his brother. Turned him down. But now, uh, because Seager used to crush always in, in Texas. Always in Texas he yeah, crushed. I understand that. Yeah. In the new ballpark, which is... They didn't need a new ballpark. I mean, like, I just live in Texas. We're just going to build it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. According to da- Dave Sims, listen today, he's so happy because it's nine degrees outside, yeah. and now they have, uh, you know, climate control now. For- all, yeah. All I heard on the broadcast was how damn high the, yeah, that's the what press they box was. Like, oh, yeah. poor, poor you. I would hear that, or, or the Yankees have just won from Dave Sims. <laughs> so, it's so bothersome to me. 
So basically, if you're old and you can't see, they 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 really don't like it. Like the the pop. Fly, yeah. Like when you're on the radio side, they give you know they have a they they have a little bit of time to like yeah. like do disclaimers and stuff. Where on TV, they just be like, all right, just go to the next. Let's roll this package in. Let's cut it back to the studio. There, they're like, well, you know, people. Oh, that one. He got into. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Seeger's calling for it right above the mound. You know, to yeah. them, and then they and then they and then they you know. Have to cover their shit up, and that's mostly life with Dave Sims in general. Like yeah, that's I mean, you just described Dave Sims basically. In I mean, he even show. said they measured it before the game. They were 198 feet away from home plate. I mean, it was a big deal to him. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, they're 190 feet up. I, I guess away from home plate. Yeah, I don't okay. know how they measured it or whatever, <laughs> but he said uh, they did it. Obviously, higher than they. Thought they were entitled to be higher than he was in the 60s, yeah. right? Well, what is he going to say when now the press box is getting moved at T-Mobile now for next year? I know because they're redoing the uh, press box area to make it into luxury suites or something yeah. similar to that. They're going to move the press up again, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Where's all this? Gonna, Sorry, Dave. <laughs> where's this uh, going to be? Well, he could maybe he could borrow a Suarez's uh, binoculars, <laughs> right? You know, you know, for that. Speaking of Eugenio uh, Suarez, how about an- another third baseman crushing, crushing in Texas? Just crushing. That's crushing, 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 and being taken out late in the game. <laughs> you know, for a pinch runner. You know, because of course Toro and Cal Raleigh are going to knock him in, no doubt. So we won't need him later. Luckily, they didn't. That's a good segue into the series that the Mariners just won. We want what two? Was it two extra inning games? No. No, one extra inning. That game. was extra inning game in Baltimore. Okay, sorry. So, two games out of three, third series in a row that they've won, and they've taken two out of three. They're kind of sticking to our formula. We were talking about, you know, just just win series, baby, as we've been saying since the start of this podcast. And uh, again, the uh, breakdown we had last episode where we were like five out of nine, six out of ten. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to do. What are we? What are we? Uh, what are we thinking about this series win today? What do you think, Hanno? Yeah, I mean, it was good that we won two out of three. We could have easily gotten swept that series, you know, with getting that late inning home run the first game, losing a two to three battle with Marco pitching pretty well the second game, and just giving up one bomb, three run homer, and then today's game, which was back and forth, where we really shouldn't have won, but we came back. Totally. Yeah, I'm reading the Statcast article right now. It says that we had a 1.2 percent chance to win the game. I don't really understand that math. I don't know if that's just on, uh, you know, the Mariners' uh, history of being down by that many runs, or who was coming up. Because it looks like, I mean, we had good batters coming up that inning. I think statistically, I think they do that based on like. Uh MLB models of different games and, and where, how far they were down and how many uh, outs were left and all that, and they do a calculation. But, yeah, that, but that's gutsy. That's gutsy. You're right. They could have gotten swept, but they, but they didn't. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah. You know, so, like, they had a rally today, and they did. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, I was following on my phone, and, like, the guy hits the home run. You're like, all right. You know, and then, then I started to look back down, and it's tied. And I was like, yeah. All right. Well, where, pumps yeah, bounds. that that. Where was everybody? Where were you watching this game? Where, where? How do you? How do you feel? What was your reaction? What were you doing when? I mean, this is the best win of the season. Not, uh, you know, a complete game kind of. This is meaningful. obviously meaningful and uh, a gr- big comeback on a division rival. And right before you're about to go in and play, you know, arguably the second best team in the entire league. Yeah. I mean, they have been over the season when they've been down past the sixth inning this year. So, yeah. like you said, it was a not a surprise, but well, kind of. I mean, they they pretty much doubled up their hits they had for the whole game in yeah. that last inning. It was. It was a I good did game. see the stats, and I was you know I was getting ready to write down notes if we you know perished down there, but uh, we didn't. Up until until that inning, I think we if we had not gotten a hit that inning, we were going to average what about three point two five hits per game. Yeah, it's and, hard to win on. 
yeah, either that or three and a half. Look, got that Ballard High School business math, you know, to go <laughs> fall back on. But it's somewhere in there, okay? Like yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, but brings me back to the other question. Where were you? Where'd you watch this game? What was, I was going in my on? house in the Edmonds community area. Yeah, <laughs> the community area. Were you watching alone? What was going on? Yeah, I was watching the recording studio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you still have that red light? There? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you toss any uh, any furniture around or anything or pound any walls? No, but I was pretty critical of some of the moves that service made throughout the game. I think there was a few that could have been questioned. Did you guys notice that? Talk through them. What were they? Talk through them. I mean, I I, I saw them on the uh, the thread, but I don't want to give away spoilers. Well, right the yet. first one was um, when uh, they decided to pinch hit um, Haggerty. Uh, he was. You know, he's not a normal player. It was kind of suspect that he was in the game, but, you know, he got a chance today on a Sunday. Uh, in the late innings, uh, they decided to pinch hit for him. He had gone two for three already, and they uh, pinch hit um, Frazier, you know. And I was also thinking maybe it would have been a better shot for Trammell if you're going to go the left-hand hitter. He's been better lately. Frazier's been on an 0 for 21 streak. So, I mean, that's just one thing to nitpick about just seems like service plays strictly by the numbers and by what yeah by what what the numbers tell them yeah there's no feel for the game but i don't know but and, they won yeah, yeah they, they won, won but they won so right yeah. they won they won and that's you know winning cures a lot parmesan lebron where were you what was going on what kind of reactions did you have uh i was driving in my car when i heard the news that we had tied the game uh, I had time to... Did you give up on the game earlier and turn it off? Uh, I'd watched a couple innings early on. I was just busy, so I just had, wasn't listening to it on the radio. But uh, as soon as I got the alert that we had tied it up, flipped the radio on, busted the U-turn, went home, got to watch the end of the game. Nice. Uh, the, you know, come back, extra innings. And then you immediately text me, what time are... What's the plan? <laughs> what is yeah. the plan? It does make it a lot easier to, or, you know, it does make it a little bit more like. Motivating. Fun. Yeah, motivating. That's the word I'm looking to for, to, uh, you know, do this instead of just cutting together our greatest hits. But if, they, if they lost in like fantastic, you know, way, we could show up and just have a, you know, yeah. rant session. Yeah. The, but the way they would have lost that game would have been know. off of four home runs. Off of what? Four different pitchers or two different pitchers? Apparently, like Romo just ser- like he just serves up home runs now. Yeah, and Munoz does too. He 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 goes in and he gets he gets three. He could get three strikeouts in an inning, and he'll give up a bomb. He'll get he'll make a team miss eleven times, yeah. and then he'll give up that bomb. He just can't if he can't throw the slider for a strike, then they just send the fastball. And you know, it's it's pretty straight, I think, and they hit it. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, he throws 100, and that guy was timing up the fastball even before he couldn't throw the slider and was just waiting for it. Yeah. And bam. Yeah. First home run of his career. Yeah, there's. Uh, I was pretty nervous when the other guy was up. The rookie, what was his name? Steel Magnolia? Steel Walker. <laughs> oh, Steel Walker. Steel, Steel Walker's a pretty good name to play in, in, yeah. in Dallas, Texas, though. So. so, yeah, and I was like, please, God, don't be the first hit again. And they were, like, cutting to his girlfriend and his sister. Yeah. I was like. Just playing off the drama. Yeah, like, the produ- the TV producer's like, hey, look, I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm trying to capture captivating stuff. And then Sims goes, matter. I hope this isn't a storybook ending, and it just, I cringed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You God know? damn it, Dave. Don't put that in the universe. <laughs> yeah. Fucker. It's almost like Vince McMahon is feeding him his lines uh, sometimes. He uh, he he should go do wrestling. Yeah, he would be really good. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> well, and he'd always be wrong to me like that's got to be it. What? Oh no. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> yeah, there's a good 180 in, in wrestling when you call wrestling cuz you almost get the pin and yeah. Yeah, right. yeah he'd, he'd be fine. Be he'd be fine. He'd is be he going like, to do it? No, yeah, you know. He's, he's not. This is the last time he's walking in here with the title. Yeah. I'm Billy Crystal. Saturday Night Live is back live again with host Hulk Hogan and Mr. T on the night before WrestleMania. So you better be there. You heard the man? Can I just just give you one? If I tell you this, I'm going to ruin Dave Sims for you, okay? I, you're if, not going to ruin Dave you, Sims. I've got his autograph. Okay, right? he's, and he's, and he's, a, he's an awesome. He's a, I like him though as an answer person. You know what? But he drives a, me nuts. He's a great. He's a great dude. He's he's a really nice guy. He's overcome health stuff. So it's not against Dave Sims as a person. There's just a funny thing that he does if you listen to it, and it will now drive you crazy listening to him. 
he feels the need to validate Blowers with like uh like like so Blowers will do a thing and he'll go like yeah you know uh really could uh use a, a double play ball here and he goes amen you know what <laughs> <laughs> or like or like or like yeah I could really uh got just you know a deep fly ball right here tie this game up here here you know like yeah. here here like what we're not a, what, what don't you have to validate him about way. Dave Sims that I love Dave you guys know I like Dave Sims I'm a defender of Dave Sims I like the way he calls the game. I like the way that he's really big too on pushing like the African American history yes, in the agree. game and yes, what's going yes. on. And also his the video of the reaction in game what was that 161 with, with Hanniger. Yeah, was, when they had it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I might have leaked a little bit out of my eyes when I saw that that night. Thanks for clearing that up. I had a couple of cocktails I was getting on. It inspired me to get on the plane for sure and come up here and go to game once. It was part of it. It was definitely part of it. Yeah. Um but I I will say like he does say some weird outdated stuff which makes me go god he can't be that old cuz he's like that just reminds me of he goes oh he's running out to first base like he was doing the Chattanooga Charleston choo choo you know that one you know that you know that dance from uh, Buster Keaton's and he's like oh go ahead look it up you guys might know maybe that's an old reference and it's like that's an old reference for you right like yeah, that's, yeah. don't be everybody's so old timey yeah. you know like, like you're not that yeah, old like if my grandma said something like that I get it my grandma's 91 that's where I was today that's where I was watching the game I watched the entire that's cool. game with that's her that's cool She's checking her pace. She's a big fan. Left and right. Big fan. She watch every game? Yeah, every single game. Love She's that. been on the pod, too. She's been on the I pod uh, so twice. So she good. has some fun stuff to say. She's a big Julio Rodriguez fan. She Aren't we all? Yeah. He's, yeah. She 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 does she does have some criticism for Ty France. It doesn't have to do anything with performance wise at the plate. She doesn't like the way he takes off his helmet when he gets out and stuff like that, and his hair is too neat. It just and it she goes, "That's not a ball player's. That means he's standing around flat footed, looking in the mirror too much." So God love her for that though. So you know, Ty, it's okay. You can just you know, it's okay to have a little bedhead and. Coming to the ballpark. Totally. But, yeah, I was watching it with her. It was pretty good. When uh, JP was going from uh, first to home, I'll probably never forget that. And she was moving her feet around like she was running herself. It's amazing. Oh, in her know. rocking chair or easy chair? Yeah, just a regular chair. She's, <laughs> no, she's, no, just kidding. Yeah, it, it rocks. It is, it That's all right. She'll be on the episode to go after you. Uh so uh, yeah, I watched it with her. It was pretty fun. Where, uh, where were you, Kobe? I was uh, I was following on my phone. Uh, I was at the Storm game today, taking in the the Seattle Storm. They they unfortunately lost, uh, but uh, they played. It was valiant effort. But I was yeah, I was following on my phone, which was uh, which was less uh, fun than watching it. But you know, supporting two teams today still dramatic. Cause it was dramatic. I was pumping my fist. Yeah, when you're, you, yeah, we're just like when nothing's yeah. going on yeah, in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like it, was, it was like a timeout. Well, it was, I think it was on beat to one of the dance troupe uh, numbers, there which is it was Played fun. it off. It was fun. It's, Climate Pledge is awesome to go to. It's just a cool building to be in. It is stressful to watch. Like, I've been there because I live in California, and I've, I've now with MLB, uh, dot com, or the MLB TV or whatever, it's really easy. But I remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you couldn't just get your, the games on your phone. Yeah, and you'd watch that. Uh, what do you call it? The what? What is that thing? The game day. I mean, you guys really don't know because you guys never really need to do that. The the game cast. Game cast, where you're just waiting for oh yeah the things to come in, like you're like Arnold Rothstein oh. in the twenties <laughs> to see if the fix is exactly. in in the Black exactly. Sox series, and yeah. you're just waiting like refreshing, yeah, constantly. refreshing. Like there's yeah. no. That's what I was doing. I was doing it's that like a little roulette. bit today. It's literally like a exactly. game of roulette. Like what's happening? Yeah. Win, lose, win, lose. Out, outs recorded. What kind of outs? <laughs> yeah, run exactly. scored. God you damn it! You just described how I've. Watched pretty much the last ten years of Mariners. <laughs> God, on, your, on, your, on the GameCast. I mean, for for my hours of working, right? When you work yeah. at a bar, you're working during the game most yeah. of the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you get to watch the game. If you're not working at a bar and you're working, guess what? No TVs. Right. That's true. That's a fair point. Hey, everybody, gather round. Disco Dan is back in town. Loosen up. Loosen up. Shake it off, settle down, loosen up, Danny. 
Let's go into some of those service uh, decisions, uh, Hanno, that you're you're thinking about or that you would like to note and discuss. Well, basically, it was just like, you know, the Frazier thing. I thought um, Tramel would have been a better player to pinch hit at that time. That was one. I, you know, bringing in Romo when we're down, you know, maybe we could have had more of a stopgap guy, maybe Penn Murphy or something like that. I, it's just he... he coaches too much to the numbers uh, you need to have kind of like a balance maybe like a dusty baker where you're more of a feel guy and see what's going on and not just the numbers i feel like the mariners are strictly by the numbers on everything yeah righty lefties you know against lefty pitchers and righty pitchers so i i don't know i'm not too critical i like service you know if he was in philadelphia he probably would have been canned already but not here yeah you know but I don't know. What is your guys' thoughts on service? You like him? I do. I like him. I like him. It's hard for me because I like him as a person. Yeah. I really have to go back and really break down like moves he's made. I mean, like bringing in the wrong reliever. I don't like. He does that a lot? Though. But I don't get on coaches or managers too much about that. I think he does have long leashes, and I do think he has a little bit more of a like. Hey, this person has a track record, like Romo, for example. I heard him in the post game going like, "Yeah, he's not, you know, he's not hitting his spots, or he's just yeah. not coming up in these situations." But he has a complete career and a back record, you know, backtrack uh, or back record of getting through these things. Triple, but one hit away from a cycle. Yeah, he's knocked four runs in. Yes, he is going to be the winning run on second base. Yeah, and yeah, he's not that fast, but I feel like you gambled there a bit when you just tied the game and you're taking him out and you put Tramel out there and you're just convinced Toro or Raleigh is going to do this. But then again, on the flip side of that, I like it because I don't like when it's just numbers. I don't like when you do everything from a computer uh, and the, the money ball way. Mm-hmm. I do like when you can make emotions, I mean, make decisions off your emotions and just the tempo of, like, what you're feeling like. No, these guys are inspired. I'm here in the dugout. So I do like that. Uh, I'm glad he won this game because I feel like a lot of people, you lose, so weird, you lose this series. Radio station, like, topics could possibly be, like, or segments. Oh, is this, what do we do with service? And why I say that is because Joe Girardi just got yeah. canned. And he's, you know, has much more of a better resume as a manager. And their record was literally identical to ours. Yeah. So that's kind of like, oh, that's interesting. I don't feel like Seattle would get rid of him because it's not what we're doing here. There's a program. There's a process that's being built. Philadelphia was built to win right now. I know that's different. But I would just get annoyed having to hear this conversation and defend defend him. Yeah, I hear that. I I just think that. I think you said it exactly right, though, that, like, f- the Phillies and, and, and the Mariners are in far different uh, places as, as teams and organizations right now. You know, you got, in Philadelphia, you got Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper for big money, real big money, and you're your win now. So to get off to a start like that, and Handel said it, like, they don't tolerate that kind of stuff. You know, like the fan base, it just gets rabid. We're a little bit more docile out here. Plus, we know that this is the front end of a turnaround thing, so, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think services, you know, I don't I don't know if he's the right guy forever, but he might not have to be either. He might be the so the Sarkeesian, the the bridge guy who makes them respectable and good, builds young talent and it, or maybe he hangs on. We'll see. I like him a lot though. I like his attitude. I like how he he sticks up for his players, I think, and I think he cares about the right thing. He lets the players kind of be themselves too. He's not too kind of old school like that. And so I I, I think he's I, – I like service a lot. I, I was It was weird last year when they didn't extend him right away, you know, like how it kind of played on. You're like, well, what else do you think you got, you know? So, yeah, I think he's the right guy for the for the job right now. I, I really enjoy him. I mean, so far, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, you guys are right. I, he's done a really good job. A lot of the calls are kind of questionable when you're comparing it to what we see other managers do. Um, you know, he's no Ron Washington. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so far, I, I think 
I would I would ride him out for for a, at least another full season after after this even even with a lack of success or you know playoff appearance. He was arguably you know one of well he didn't win manager of the year last year but he was a candidate. And he there's should have won it. I agree. Yeah, they yeah. win the they get into the playoffs. I think he wins. Also, again, like Hanno, you've said a lot of these decisions are all made in the front office and not by him. So that's kind of like tough to work like that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, look at the lineup today. You know, that wasn't a fantastic lineup. <laughs> Six through nine, you know, with those guys that don't play very much. But you know, sometimes you gotta do that to give guys days off, totally. injuries. You know, the Mariners have a tough travel schedule. You know, they've been back and forth to the East Coast every other week. So so it makes you kind of grouchy when you wake up and your buddy Myron sends you the text looking, showing you the guys that are up or hitting six through nine. And I feel the same way, but then I like to turn it back on them. And, you know, those guys are two for three, two for two, but they ended up five for 15 today. So it was actually a pretty good day by those guys. The computer was right. Yeah, yeah, they were. This is a highly sophisticated business computer, and to use it, all you have to do is learn this. This is Macintosh from Apple, also a highly sophisticated business computer, and to use it, all you have to do is learn this. Now, you decide which one is more sophisticated. Macintosh, the computer for the rest of us. Parmesan LeBron, you said the big key to that last inning was when we were off air or off pod recording was uh, you liked all the, every one of those hits was Oppo. Yeah, I mean the, the home run. The I think four, they were all Oppo. Yeah, the four four consecutive hits. Ty, yeah, Ty France started off with that Oppo uh, home run. Um, oh, yeah, Crawford had the little bloop. Yeah, bloop into into left center. Um, who was it? Uh, I mean, even uh, um, yeah, I think it was a a, a Eugenio uh, got got one in. Uh, yeah, the double to score them. Yeah, um, yeah, those are you know those are crucial to see to see that you know we talk about Ty France spraying the ball all over the field, right, and, and that he's uh, part of that you know uh, different different type of player, right? He's 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 moving the ball around, and you're seeing it through the rest of the guys too, right behind him. He's Edgar like. I hope that I hope that carries down the whole lineup. We were talking about it last podcast, and it's like it's such a better way to hit, and hopefully that's going to happen because these guys are strong. They'll hit the ball out the other way like Ty France did today. But, like, it's there's so much more available. And, it's, quite frankly, it hits some of these sliders these guys are throwing now and fast. But, like, if you don't go the other way, you're not – you can't pull that pitch. There's no way. And if you pull it, you're going to you're gonna break your bat or you're going to roll over on it. You know, like, so you got to start doing that. And in the minute you they do that in there, I think they're probably preaching it from a, just a fundamentals level. It's amazing. You start hitting balls hard the other way consistently. I love it. I love to watch it. Easy for you. Need help? Yeah, and I've got 10 minutes to get to the radio station. Ah, here's the problem. Easy for you. Ever listen to KBLY? Should I? Stetson Cologne. Comfortable, easy to wear. And for that great smelling guy who started my car, I get off at six. Easy to wear, hard to resist. Stetson Pants. So in that last inning, the uh, first to home uh, run by J.P. Crawford was obviously exciting. Kind of reminded me of Griffey going first to home in 95. I think maybe I haven't been that excited uh, about it, a first to home in a long time. I have to think of some other ones. But there's a bit of controversy, at least between me and, and Hanno, from, you know, listening to the broadcast, listening to uh, post-game uh, on the radio, different, you know, you were listening to the post game or watching the post game on TV. I was listening in the car driving up here. So there's it's two six, different post games. Yeah, it's there's a there, hell of a lead up. What the yeah, hell are we talking is. about? What's going on? This is what's going on. Apparently, there was or was not a stop sign given by Manny Acta that JP Crawford ran blew through. through. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and my just whole thing is I don't care if he blew through it. Well, I kind of do, but if there was a stop sign, it's a crim- it's criminal if he put up a stop sign on I that. I totally agree with you. I if totally he, if agree If he threw you. a stop sign up, he should be reprimanded or fired or have me call, waving him home from my couch. No. Because Crawford literally could have stood up on that play at the plate yeah. where he slid 
on that ball hit. So if yeah. he's running through the stop sign on that, or why is the stop sign up if he's scoring that easily? I, I thought they've been a little, I mean, maybe it's a health thing or whatever, but like, I thought they've been a little bit conservative on the base pass all year with holds at third base, you know? So I totally agree with you. Absolutely send him in there. You are not gonna, you might not get another hit. Yeah, like, we're just, just, this is just ninth come, inning game yeah, time. Let's, let's go. win it. Go, I totally agree. I totally but, agree. But you know. Well, here's my thing. My one-eyed, ninety-one-year-old grandma was waving uh, JP well, Crawford in, <laughs> so she, she knows it's right. She, uh, but apparently, this is what I was hearing: was there was a stop sign, but the dugout was yelling, "Go, go, go, go!" J- I listened to a JP Crawford, unless I misheard what he said. He goes, "Yeah, there was a stop sign. Or he, there was some acknowledgement of some sort of stop sign, <laughs> and I either a stop sign went up or it came down, or now." Nah. We don't know. So if you're a rye bread and mustard listener on any of the major platforms and you're liking them, subscribing, and just being a really good listener, if you were there at Globe Life and you have footage, please send this in. This is uh, – I'm Hanno's giving me the look like he just dug something up deep on the well, dark on the dark web. What well, do you got? I, I didn't watch the replay. I forgot about it at the time, but I watched the uh – replay of the hit online and it I didn't get a good picture of the uh Manny Acta waving him home or putting the stop sign up. All I had was Dave Sims making the call ready or the television call saying they're gonna send him. So I don't know if that means that But again they're so far up that they don't know what they're saying. <laughs> but I also saw that uh Jen Mueller tweeted. They're going to send him oh wait no that was just somebody asking for uh, uh a Chiro in the crowd. Sorry. Yeah. So Jen Mueller tweeted, J.P. Crawford said there was no doubt he was going to score in the ninth. Also said he was running too fast to stop even if Manny Acta threw up the stop sign. Yeah, that, that 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 sounds familiar from what I heard in the car. That he said, I don't feel, I feel like JP just, he's a good guy and Manny Acta is an awesome coach. He's fun to watch. He probably didn't want to throw him under the bus there, possibly. So I'd still like to find some footage. Yeah, I mean, Kopi, you're a big tweeter. Why don't you tweet uh, Manny Act and see what he did? Like, would that be? What if he he might answer? Yeah, he Manny might. Act is awesome. Like he's yeah. he's incredible. He might at mention him real quick. Yeah. Let's do uh, it, Manny. What happened? Parmesan, Parmesan. Uh, I you? am I am looking uh, up right now. I'm looking for some footage on that call right now on Reddit. Uh, I am seeing that the Houston Astros did. Uh, secretly send uh, some people to videotape the game. Uh, so we we possibly do have some really good footage uh, from behind the scenes uh, once we get to to Houston. Uh, yeah. We should be able to retrieve that from the uh, from the staff over when there. When they're headed down to Houston, you know how like they use the electronic signals to the pitcher to the catcher or the catcher to the pitcher now. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know if every pitcher does it, but I know Logan does it with with with, with Raleigh. There's something he like hits numbers on his on his shin pad and he hears it. So he knows what to throw. But I can guarantee you they got some sort of, like, hack. I mean, that even seems, like, easier to de- decipher than than hand signals to me. Yeah, so they can hack the Texas National Guard for the uh, Houston Astros of what the signal is and get some intelligence. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Uh, we did just have a really interesting conversation with uh, the Ninja last night uh, talking about how the Yankees right now are one of the best – Teams that picking up uh, pitch tips from yeah, from from opposing that. pitchers. The ninja did mm. tell us this that the that the New York Yankees have been doing a great job on picking up uh, any anything that a pitcher's given away. Yeah, and so they are tales like if they're tipping their pitches. Yep, when they're saying? tipping anything, they're picking up on it and they're exploiting it. Hopefully, he gets here before the end of the recording of this podcast, and maybe oh, he's not. I'm getting, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a no from my. I producer. have a full conference. I just let him know that the uh, bar is uh, already gave us a warning that uh, they will kick us out promptly when they close tonight, and uh, the ninja will not be joining us. Well, I'm gonna have to speak with the manager Joe about this. Thanks again. We're here at the Vault 177 in Shoreline in the Richmond Beach area off of Richmond Beach Boulevard. A great place. They got Spin Bowling Alley next door. Kobe, you said you've brought your family here and had a, a you know some some serious it's actually, memories. It's actually Spin Alley. Spin Alley. I'm Spin sorry. Spin Alley Bowl. Yeah, I mean because it's like an old it's like a bowl it's like a, an old school bowling uh, uh, place. It's 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 uh, those don't exist anymore. It's got you know, a great big like, parking lot, lots of lots of parking for you know big vehicles, big trucks. Yeah. Bring your RV down, um, bring the whole family. 
bowling lanes don't exist anymore. You have to go really far. Or it's like, uh, you know, like the, what's the place in Bellevue? Like the, the fancy bowling place, you know? It's Lucky just, Strikes. Lucky Strikes, yeah. Lucky it's strike like, it's like here, no, yeah. you, want, you want old school. You, you want, want Kenmore. You want, you want Richmond Yeah, Beach. you want to have to reset the thing sometimes. My mom, the guy run I down. love, I missed, uh, I missed. Sunset Bowling Alley a lot. I mean, my mom worked there for years. She was, you know, the, the a manager there. And my lovely girlfriend's family used to run a bowling alley. Isn't that correct? She's here. She's here amongst the fans. Yeah, let's get her a mic. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> she exists. She. She. Her. She exists. Thank you. You look lovely tonight. We want to hear uh, tr- like the stories. We are. Stories. So, well, let me wrap this part up. All right. Well, so that's the third series in a row. We're looking forward. To, I don't know if we're looking forward. We're we're anticipating, you know, some feelings on the next episode of you know, hopefully a series win at least one of three. One of three minimum. But God, if they could win two out of three down there, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, the, of course, especially with Boston coming to town after that and with Houston being the house of horrors for them, not playing well down there. Yeah, two or three would be fantastic. And facing Verlander this series. One or three minimum, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Three of three would... Just don't get swept. Yeah. Three of three would definitely, I think, up my ticket sales. Uh, I mean, my ticket prices on uh, uh, <laughs> Friday own? with the... But I can't make it to the game. I have to go back to California. So I will be selling Friday. <laughs> so I'm hoping for a sweep here. I know if you're listening and looking for tickets, you're hoping for a sweep the other way because, you know, you got to save a couple bucks. Gas should, prices should, are high. We should do a rye bread and mustard ticket giveaway. Yeah, let's give away let's give away uh Myron's tickets. <laughs> yeah, if you're interested in going to an Oakland A's Wednesday game. <laughs> it's getaway day. Yeah, it's night get- inning lunch as they used to call them, uh, which I always thought was funny. <laughs> are the uh is the podcast staff uh, are we not allowed to enter this contest? You're not. Yeah. Michael, what can you tell us about your future plans? I like to buy myself a ballpark. Michael Jordan is going to buy a major league ballpark. Will he buy Comiskey? Will he buy Yankee Stadium? Yankee ballpark. How much is Jordan willing to pay for a ballpark? 15, 20. Your usual, Mr. Jordan. One ballpark. Ballpark Franks. So full of flavor, they plump when you cook them. Yeah, I might just have enough for two ballparks. And try ballpark fat-free Franks. All the taste, none of the fat. Hanno, you've been reading the rule book. You saw something today or this weekend that was question, questionable. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. this weekend I was watching the game, and, um, you know, I know the baseball rules generally. You know, I don't know everything, but a rule came up in the uh, Dodger-Met game, and the Dodgers were losing 9-4, to four, and uh, their manager, Dave Roberts, wanted to make a pitching change and go to a position player, like we've seen many times, right. be the pitcher. So he tried to do that, and Buck Walter, the Mets manager, made a comment to the umpire, and they came out, and the umpire, um, you know, with the new mic system now that MLB has, explained it to the crowd and everybody that a position player cannot pitch unless they're um, losing by more than six runs. And I did not know that. That's you a guys? Good, it's a good rule. Yeah, it was just very interesting. It was something I've never heard of. I've seen the pitcher pitch many times throughout the big leagues, but that has never came up, you know, with only being up by four or five. So Tawny can't just, they couldn't just bring him into the game whenever. Right. Apparently not. They can't, you, they can't, I mean, that's that's an interesting thought there. Right? Yeah, it I didn't think very of little that. League. It sounds very Little League. I think, I think it's one of those things that's like, uh, I don't know if Major League Baseball, like uh, the players, I don't think like it. And the fans are somewhat entertained with it. I I wonder if Major League Baseball likes it because it's kind of like a spectacle. It's almost like a, a good old like hockey fight or something well, yeah, like that. It's, like, it's, because it, like it's something different. But I I think it sucks because it never goes great. And so when it goes bad, it makes a mockery of the game. It's like it's like the Pro Bowl sometimes when like they don't block at all. Like you know like and it's just like they wa- walk through a, exactly. a, a running play and it feels kind of like that. I was thinking the other day that they, I was thinking about this, that what if you had a, uh, uh, you you allowed every p- uh, team to carry an extra pitcher, and then every game you designate, a, like, an emergency pitcher to for, for that purpose, like, because... For blowouts, yeah. Yeah, because, 
it's to see uh, position players pitch sucks. It yeah. sucks. I, I, it kind of makes a mockery of the game, kind of. Yeah, I know it was kind of a big deal earlier this year. Albert Pujols actually pitched yeah. for uh, the Redbirds, the Cardinals, and uh, you know people thought that was cool because he actually did okay. You know, I mean they might get a strikeout here or there, but you know, it I, does make a mockery of it. But I was just surprised that they were not allowed to bring a pitcher in or right. a position player in at that time. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. One thing I I, I heard there in this conversation was that, like, how does Major League Baseball feel about it when, like, position players come out, uh, come to the mound and pitch? It, from a competition standpoint, they probably don't really care for it. They they probably rather you, you know, compete to the highest level that you possibly can. But as far as, like, what, marketing or just getting the – it being clickbait or a segment on SportsCenter, it's definitely something – it's yeah. something that gets more eyes onto the sport, so I still think you're going to see it. What I would hate, personally as a player, what if you're slumping and you go up there and we saw this in the 10 to nothing game yeah, in, in, Baltimore. in Baltimore. And uh, some players, uh, we have to go back to that inning. Some players took advantage of it, like Suarez got a hit. I would be like, man, I'm getting one of these hits off. I'm getting a hit off of this guy, and it's going to make up for one of the times I lined out. Or I hit the ball 109 miles an hour right at somebody. Yeah. Now I'm gonna. This is my chance to write that. But at the same time, if you're like somebody that's really slumping, like a Winker or a Cal Raleigh or a, a Dylan Moore prior yeah. to today, and you go up there and you get you know struck out or you weakly ground out from a you know. 65 second base, yeah, a backup second baseman throwing you the ball. It's it's, it's got to, it's not. That doesn't feel good when you're in the showers, you know. What, what it mean? just what it just proves to me is the ultimate futility of baseball. Like the fact that like if people will get themselves out, you know, they just get themselves out. They just hit it. They just don't square it up. They pop it up. They hit it right at somebody. You know that idea of like, and that's the reason that if you you know succeed three out of ten times in this game or one out of every three times in this game. You're in a fucking Hall of Fame, you know? Like, so it's just like, it just proves, which is kind of wild that way, you know, that like, that Amen. You, you can just, you can throw 60 mile an hour fastballs and people will just, yeah, exactly. Here, here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, thank you. Thank you for those that. position players on, <laughs> you know, bad pitches and cheese. And yeah, so it works in all different ways, you know, striking out, getting a hit, popping it up, hitting a homer. I mean, it's, you just never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, that when I played baseball, that was the only time I really got to pitch. And uh, when you're, we were up by 10 or down by 10. Yeah. <laughs> but then I turned into a pitcher for a while. Yeah. And it was fun. And it was all, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. And it was cool until I got a line drive hit back into my uh, elbow. And I was like, that's enough. I noticed, I remember you pitching. You like to grab the rosin bag quite a bit when you pitched. <laughs> yeah. What was up with that? <laughs> hey, here's the deal. I got to go out there and do something that I never really ever got to do. So I was making sure I did all the tropes. I remember, oh, yes, you, I got you. You soaked it, so I could imagine, like the Rick, the Rick Vaughn thing behind the mound, like clapping your hands, wow. like let's go. Like now here's Lenny Randall. When the Mariners beat the Red Sox, hitting baseballs out of sight. Every kid who's fourteen and under, we wanna go. Okay, so we've given my girlfriend a microphone and she has a question for the esteemed panel up here. Your girlfriend's name is Tanya. Thank you. What a gentleman. <laughs> A gentleman in the room. Welcome to the show, Tanya. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, Tanya. Parentheses, Myron's girlfriend. I, you know, echo their sentiments. And, and so, question. I, there's a question? There is a question. Okay. So, one thing that I was really happy to not hear tonight was this business about, what is it, the light factory? Oh, the electric what, factory. What are they trying to make happen here? The electric factory? She doesn't like that name. I mean, I get it. I don't think it's going to stick. It, it, it won't stick. Maybe this is one that we should not refuse to lose. Okay. 
That's All right. It. Not refusal. Okay, I'm tracking now. That's I'm tracking the one. now. That's the one. I don't think. I think. I think we're we're safe here. I don't think Electric Factory is going to hang around for much. I see that they sell the T-shirts out in center field, and I'm like. Uh, I don't no. know. I don't want to wear a T-shirt of a guy that's hitting 200, uh, you know, booty bumping another guy. I'm going to need you to be okay with Winker. You don't like Rip Van Winker? <laughs> You're not seeing my nonverbal cues here, yeah. but I'm going to, no, I'm, I'm still rooting for him. I'm just not going to buy the T-shirt. <laughs> you, you, I think, I, you know what here, I think, I feel like you might have a Winker rant about here and I'm and for you know I realize this is a audio uh, medium I'm pointing to my uh, chest and now saying like it's working its way up I think I think Marion wants to uh, unload on a on a on a winker tirade no no you know his 0 for 6 was I felt, fine I felt, today <laughs> you know he hit a home run yesterday and we can look how hard he hit the balls you know with 1 for 12 fine that's okay fine. that's what you want out of a lead off guy that's fine Fine. I'm probably not gonna put this in the episode. I'm gonna leave the guy alone. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna leave the guy alone. <laughs> yeah, don't. I'm rooting for him. I'm I, not like, oh, I, I, I hope he are. gets out so I got some more material. <laughs> Tanya, I heard you got, uh, I heard you got uh, vaxxed at uh, at the uh, at the I ballpark. Did. What are you, Hanno? <laughs> <laughs> you got in trouble. He's already you amused. You got in trouble for your How reaction. How dare you? I don't know. <laughs> you, I'm not you an anti-vaxxer, I promise. <laughs> yeah, you reacted too big to that, Chris. No, it was just. No, I just I, I I've heard, I, but I heard that you had. Did you have a reaction to it? Oh, it was bad. Well, it oh, was really? bad. Was it? Okay, oh, okay. I didn't know. I, what had a higher? What a high, What had a higher reaction? Was it a higher vaccine reaction or like a white claw reaction? It was probably a combo. Okay. I think Co- it was a combo. Cocktail. A cocktail. It was a cocktail. Uh, I was not putting it off for any particular reason. No. I just... So we were there, did it, got the J&J. Yeah. Uh, pause for gasps. Which is like the... Because the, I'm an old woman. Yeah. And we know what happens to old women with the J&J. So <laughs> I'm still here. I beat the odds. Uh, so go me. So it was a it was fine that night. Yep. The next couple of days were were rough. I was a furnace. But we won that game that night, so that was right. pretty. Well, it was what? pretty awesome game. It was uh, the Juneteenth celebration. Nice. I wonder if my I wonder if my was like, okay, here's the deal. We won tonight. You get vaxxed every game we go to. Like you're gonna <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna be so COVID resistant every game we go to. Well, that's what happened, yeah. So it became like the good luck. So right. I'm like, how many vaccines have I had now at this? Is how many shots have I had? Spoon? How many wins do we have? How many, yeah. home, you had how many home wins do we have? You had you one less vax than you needed to Cross, have last year. You had one less vax that you needed to have last year. If you would have got one more, if you just got one, one more, we'd have been, you know, dancing in October. But we weren't. Yeah. But. Uh, Yes, that was that was a that was a fun night. Uh, it was fun until the next day. It was yeah, it was fun until <laughs> it the was next. Fine. Day. Yeah, I didn't know you felt like shit. I didn't know that. It was bad. A white claw hangover sucks. and uh, side effects. You know, the next like, day wasn't yeah. that bad. That's Shed Long, Jeopardy. Shed Long got up there and hit a grand slam and won the game. You know, I was happy. <laughs> Shed Long, he he never was the same after uh, his uh, stress. After her stress got, yeah, that's right. Well, that too. That's um, an important point. If you weren't going to the games last year, they had the Vax out on the the upper deck, the upper Edgar deck, where for distancing purposes. Uh, you yeah, you definitely yeah. That's probably why. Right. They because there wasn't very many. There was nobody on there except for maybe a medic and the people that were. It working was still on. what was it? Maybe fifty percent capacity at the time. It was not full capacity still then. And this you had to be vaxxed to be there too, right? You so you were supposed to be vaxxed to get in. I took a test b- before to get in. Um, they were accepting that at the time, and then I just went to. I had some questions, so because I wanted the J and J, even though you know controversy. You wanted the J and J. I wanted the J and J because I knew, I knew I didn't want to do it twice because I knew it was going to be rough. That's like wanting Rainier Ice. Yeah. You have two other options, and you go Somebody's for Somebody's buying Rainier Ice. They keep making it. Somebody's buying it, so. <laughs> I buy it. 
We're outside the Rainier Brewery in Seattle, Washington, where a 40-foot-tall tribute to the American thirsty worker is being hoisted into position. Our man was commissioned to introduce Rainier's new ice-lagered, cold-filtered draft and draft-light beer. People are cheering in the place. Hey! Hey, that thing, that thing is falling! It's falling! Okay, it's all right now, but, but it was falling. Now it's back in its place. That's refreshing. Uh, this is Mitch Mitchell reporting live from the introduction of new Rainier Draft and Draft Light. Yeah. But we went to games when there was nobody at the stadiums at the beginning of the pandemic when, do you remember, it was not, uh, you know, it was limited seating, too. What was that? I think, were they at 25% capacity at the time? Yep. When we went, to, we went to the very first game. That's right. It was the very first one, and it was so sad. On one hand, it was better than watching it on TV with cardboard cutouts, but being there in person was also sad because you're there, but it was depressing yeah. a bit. It was so quiet, which was okay at first, but then the heckling started. Like, Mariners fans heckling Mariners. We were just... They're getting, the, were they're getting on the team. Mad. Oh, yeah. They're getting on the team. Well, the yeah. thing about when there's limited seating that was interesting was there was no long lines to, to get alcohol. And so every game that I went to, I went to three different stadiums. People were on the pump. Oh, just, just pumping that shit. <laughs> I, haven't dr- I haven't drank out in public in a year and a half. Let's let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go pedal the metal on and we went The first game we went to was terrible. It was like one of those. It was the very beginning of the year before they started, like, the first couple of weeks were really rough last year in 2021. Yeah. And we went to the game and we had these, I mean, we had a, a few drunks near us, but they were pretty fun, weren't they? They were fun, but the the fun part too is you could hear all the hecklers, they had a stage. It was a heckler's night and you could hear all of them and all of a sudden out of nowhere, it was quiet. All of a sudden you just hear someone not too far from us just go, it's been 20 years. Give us something. Jesus. <laughs> something. Just Where, please. Something. It. Just, yeah, there was all kinds of heckles, but this one was like the one where I was like, this is a real feeling. Somebody's really yeah. having a I'm moment. Su- I'm surprised the, uh, you know, the uh, the, the brave and uh, teal uh, <laughs> ushers didn't come down and go, sir, you know, this. You know, hey, no. this is come on. Come I think on. there was a lot of head nodding. <laughs> like, <it was> like, <laughs> like everybody was looking around, going like, it, "Yeah." It turned into a town hall meeting. Yeah. Like, goddamn right. The giveaway that night, like the first, you know, fifty fans got tissues walking, and it was just sad. Tish, tish, yeah, yeah, it was sad. It yeah, was Kleenex. But then you went to game one sixty at the end of the year, and it was completely different. Yeah. Hey now, right. You went to game 160, and it was completely different, right? Went to game 160. It was the complete opposite. It was a juxtaposition, to say the least. So we underestimated, I think. Well, we underestimated, but I think also T-Mobile completely also underestimated. Uh, It was a full house. That was, I think, the first game, right, that it was back to 100% capacity. No, it was just the hundred first time, hundred percent that the people fan showed base up. wanted to actually that show. Everybody back. went, but yeah. I know I remember that game, and it was like the lines were it brutal. Was it, it was chaos in like the uh, in the in the concourse. You know, it was just it was nuts. It was you jammed were there in too. it. I think I was there. Yeah, that's right. So I had gotten used to going to the games before, where literally I could park across the street, free, yeah. walk across, go in, no problem, no no lines for anything. Yes. So cut. You know, to Mariners this game, baseball, how it's. You know how it should be. How we grew up on it. Yeah, <laughs> what we're used to. They used to say they used to say for Mariners baseball back. There was a joke back in the day. This is, this is early. They'd be like, they'd be like, hey, what? You know, they'd say someone would call and go like, hey, what time's the game tonight? And like, what time can you get here? Instead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of them saying it's early, it's turn to make. This is how it goes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly. This is how it is. This is how it is. Certainly. Uh, but yeah, that game you when, you didn't get. I mean, you had a tough. When did you actually sit down in your seats? It was well for me. I, it sounds like we had the same experience. So we, I underestimated the parking. Okay. So we ended up parking uh, a little less than a mile away. No problem. Normally, that's fine. My son's with me. He's you know twelve at the time. No problem. So we walk. We get in. By the time we actually get in, it was uh, six inning. 
Wow. So rough. Six inning. The sixth inning. And so we get, as we're just trying to walk through to go to our seats, the concourse, like you said, is insane. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, wow, everybody's excited. This is cool. So we decide, okay, let's get something to eat and drink before we go to our seats. Oh. We found out pretty quickly that those were the lines snaking around yeah. all of the concourses to, to the concessions. Yep. Everybody was waiting. It was really, really insane. So we get in line. I'm like, no, if we go up to our seats, this is just never going to happen. So we just get in line. The people behind us that got in line behind me, which also the line was quickly growing as well. The people behind me, a young couple, got into a fight because I just was overhearing. And um, he said, her boyfriend goes, I don't know, maybe we should just go. We haven't even been to our seats yet. And she goes, are you kidding me? We drove an hour and a half to get to this game. We are not leaving. <laughs> and he goes, okay, well, maybe, okay, I'll get, you know, I'll get stuff. You go to the seats. You go to the seats, and I'll meet you there. And she's like, mm-mm. So they're sitting there. By this time, my son goes, you know, and sits, like, next to the wall somewhere. He's yeah. on his phone. He's fine. So this was a, it went on for, I think we got to our seats in the actual eighth inning. Wow. So we get up to the, it's our turn for the, you know, to order what we want. They're out of everything. Not their fault. Everybody underestimated the whole experience. Yeah. They're out of almost everything. So we get up to our seats, eighth inning, um, make the best of it. It was actually fireworks that night, right? So that, yeah, yeah so that helped. And I can helped. vouch that she didn't get there till the eighth inning because I was waiting for like pictures or, you know, like fun texts. And yeah, it wasn't was like, oh, it, I'll send you a fun it text. Was, it was all this <laughs> in short. Abbreviated texts of yeah. what was going on, gotcha. not the emojis I was looking for, no. but you know, or, or or just you know, just it, picks from the seats. Yeah, none of that. I was like, I'll send you a pick from the seat when we get to the seat. And you know what? At that point, the probably the vaccine deck was shut down. You didn't get the vaccine, so no, that's why we lost. And, uh, there we go. We figured out. We it's lost that night. We I lost know. that night. There I we know. Go. Not uh, yeah. True. But the M's fixed the concession problem this year. They told us. Yeah, we'll so see. It should be all good now. Hopefully yeah. for your sake. I, I feel they read my email then. So. Oh, good. I'm really happy. I'm glad they one. got it. Nice. I, I was uh, I was away for a while, but I feel like I haven't been uh, inside T-Mobile in a long time. I'm kind of jonesing, jonesing to go. When's the last game you went to? Oof. There's tickets available for that Boston series. I heard. <laughs> right, Myron. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, they're, I, they're not cheap though. Quite, quite, quite frankly, quite frankly, opening night probably the last night I was there. Yeah, I haven't been in a while. I'm Jonesing. Here's what's crazy: I've been to seven Seattle Mariners games, and I I live in Los Angeles. I know. And I've been to and what's? I mean, going back to when I was a Kingdom rat, or just I don't I can't. No, there's no way. There's last year, well, let's just go off down. of the like new post, uh, like the. Uh, the new world, post-COVID okay. world, or okay. the post-pandemic world. I have been to... Hello. I, I Last year, I went to 20 or 19 and a half, if you want to be a stickler. I couldn't get into the San Diego game. That terrible last San Diego game, but I sat at Bubs out in the left outside of the left field. So I went to 19 and a half games last year. Pretty good. I Yeah, no, I, ca I, I came... Uh, dude, I got my shots... Literally to go to games, and uh, <laughs> I had a good time. I bought in onto the season. That's just I bought in last season on these Mariners. I started a podcast, obviously. So <laughs> you're all in. I'm all yeah. I'm all in. I'm watching this. You know, the season like move around like like a like a, a crypto stock. You know, it's going up. It's going down. It's yeah. buy. It's sell. I'm still sitting here. We're still doing these podcasts. Thank you to the Vault 177 in Shoreline, Richmond Beach, if you want to get real specific. Coming off a ser a ser another road series win. Rolling yeah, in three in a row. What does this say? What does that say? It says believe. Goddamn right, Myron. My fever's already kicking in for my vaccine. Today. There you go. We're That's getting right. hot. That means we're getting you're, hot. You're welcome, everybody. What do you got to say, Hanno, about welcome. this next series? Thanks for being a part of the podcast, Tanya. Nice to see Thank you, you here. You too, Chris. And thank you. My, you. Myron's girlfriend, Myron's thank, you for, thank you for coming by. Myron's friends, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Parmesan LeBron, what do you got to add? Uh, I, I want to make sure we mention uh, my favorite barbecue spot across the street at Wake and Bacon. 
Waken Bacon Barbecue here in Richmond Beach. Uh, Are they willing to cannabis, host a podcast? Cannabis friendly over there? Uh, what's cannabis? Thank you, guys. Hanno, you know what time it is. We do give me two because we we give me three of them. Okay, that's for episode twelve that I had to do solo. Do last episode. And one more for this. Give me the third one, also symbolizing the three series wins in a row. Hit us. <laughs> Charge. Nice.